Hey everybody, a quick announcement. My book, Heart and Soul Fist, got into the 2020 self-publishing fantasy blog-off competition. I'm super excited about it and just again, thanks to everyone who has read and supported the book so far. Um, I have met some of the other authors in the contest and I thought I'd help them out by sharing their books because uh, you might like one. So um, today's book is A Dark Inheritance by Todd Herzman. Torn apart by a raid on their village, three siblings must find their way back to each other. But a dark force stands in their way, one they can't fight alone. Reuben is a prisoner. His captor, a blood mage, commands loyalty with an unbreakable bond. As Reuben tries to resist the blood mage's pull, he realizes he has power of his own. His desire to become stronger takes him to dark places, driving him to do even darker things. If he can gain his freedom, will he be able to return to the life he once knew after all he has done? When Ella's brother Reuben is kidnapped, she vows to rescue him, but she has never left her village, never swung a sword. On her journey, Ella finds a courage she never knew she had, and something else, a strength deep within. An affinity for magic she yearns to understand. While her newfound power buoys her with confidence, the discovery of who holds her brother captive makes her wonder if it will be enough. Marius, his brother and sister gone, doesn't know what to do with himself, until a Tahali monk, a man who can move things with his mind and heal with a touch, comes to town. The monk discovers Marius's powers, powers Marius never knew he had, and offers him the chance to become an apprentice. But the road to the Tahali Mountains is no longer safe, and a dark evil hounds them on their way. A Dark Inheritance is the first book in the Hollow Fate series, an epic fantasy by author Todd Herzman, and it's available on Amazon if you're interested. So, um, that's it. Time for the episode. The planet is Vandor. Did you see Solo? I don't remember if you saw Solo. I have seen Solo. I've seen all of the Star Wars. Remember that part where they're on the train? Yeah, it's a cool train. Cool train. Yeah, well, guess what? Same planet, same train. Bam. Kiff, you're on top of a train transport running along the single rail line over the mountains of Vandor. You and your crew have been tracking those weird fellows that you met at the Mandalorian colony for weeks. And unfortunately, while you've sort of lost track of the people, you have managed to keep your um, you've managed to keep a good hold on where the cargo is. Vandor as you have come to find out is used primarily for cargo manifest obfuscation. Meaning there are several spaceports on the planet that serve really no purpose other than to have cargo transported across the planet via train rail to launch from a different transport or spaceport. Um... It's used by smugglers, traders, corporations, basically anyone that's trying to uh, muddy up where the cargo has been and is lands on Vandor, has it moved around pointlessly, and then launches back off to wherever it needs to go again. So it's like a tax shelter, but for stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, unfortunately, before you were able to get to the cargo container that you have such a strong interest in, it was loaded onto one of these automated trains and has set off. Fortunately, you have a ship. <laughs> the plan was supposed to be pretty simple. Fly over the co- uh, fly over the container, 
disconnect that container from the train, fly away. Are, are like taking it with. Yeah. Figure out what to do with it later. Unfortunately, you don't seem to be the only people interested in that cargo. We cut to the top of the train. It is blisteringly cold. Um, you are standing, Kith Ursebeck, low, um, crouched low in a cover position while Marina stands off to your side, lightsaber in hand, reflecting blaster bolts. Ahead of you and behind you are stormtroopers from the First Order. I hate these guys. <sighs> Where's our ship? So right now, um, lots of bolts are firing. Uh, Marina is deflecting bolts left and right. Amp's Revenge is in perfect position over the, the cargo container and is about to lower the magnetic clamps um, towards you. Okay, Captain, I got it. Just hold the train steady. It's not really a choice I have, bud, but thanks. Good advice. Okay, oh, jeez, oh, I gotta go. Amp's Revenge suddenly throttles forward and zips over a mountaintop and uh, followed by the sound of two roaring TIE fighters in rapid pursuit. Just hang on, Captain. I'll be right back. You don't have to yell. We've got comms. Uh, Marina deflects another blaster bolt, looks around and goes, I thought I was done killing stormtroopers. You know what? I could say the same thing. And look, we're both wrong. Please focus on not dying. Well, which group do you want me to take, ahead or behind? Well, if I'm in cover and you're already facing one way, how about I take the ones you're not facing? Look, I know this mission is not going according to plan, but you could... Behind! I'm take, oh. you, you take ahead, I'll take behind. <laughs> she leaps over her bit of cover, spinning her lightsaber as she runs forward, yelling, All right, prepare to die, you lame Imperial cosplayers. Wow, worked hard on that one. Good sting, Marina. This leaves you with two First Order Stormtroopers making their way up their uh, cargo, making their way up the train. They are on one cargo... Uh, one cargo car behind you. They're currently at medium range. That limits my options, so I, I assume I already have my blaster gun very, very drawn, given mm-hmm. circumstance, and I would like to um, attempt to dissuade them from following us. Okay, so two purple, one black for the wind and snow. Okay, let's remember how this works. Black, gonna double aim because where I am. All right. So I am focused. This is not an enjoyable activity, but I will take no small satisfaction in knocking them off the train with three successes. I mean, that's nine damage, so one of them may be off the train. Yeah. <laughs> Blaster lands squarely in the chest of one stormtrooper who uh, stumbles and <sighs> flies off. His partner looks at that, looks at you, hesitates, then uh, takes... His blaster rifle aims to fire, so it's going to be three green against two purple, a black for weather, a black for your cover. Anything else you got defensively going on? Um, I just shot his bro off a speeding train. I feel like that could be disconcerting. Yeah, uh, one more black between uh, being on the speeding train and, and walking and, uh, you know, the fear of being shot off and Last, uh, yeah, failure three threats. <laughs> He's having a he, bad day. He fires a couple of times, but then um, there's a gust of wind. He falls down to one knee to catch himself and lets go of his blaster rifle. It clatters off the top and spins off into oblivion. 
Man, I thought the original stormtroopers were bad. Marina, how you doing? You peek over the edge and you see her uh, pulling her lightsaber out of the second stormtrooper, which is now falling down dead. She turns around and goes, See, they're not even as dangerous as the other. Whoa! Um, coming up from below the train is a... It's not the same exact design as like a clone trooper gunship, but it's a similar, similar function. It's a first order gunship designed to carry troops and, you know, shoot at stuff. It has a turret on the side and starts opening fire. Marinette deflects a bunch of the bolts away and then immediately force leaps across the gap into that transport to attack it headlong. The gunship kind of veers off as Uh, it's uh, handling a Jedi. Uh, okay, make good choices besides the one you just made. Amp's Revenge is now above you again. Okay, I think I lost them. I'm going to lower that. Whoops, never mind. <laughs> what is this? A comedy sketch? Seriously. I, it doesn't matter. I'm going to... All right, be careful. I'm, I'm going to go ahead. We're going to make this work, Rush. I'm going to start detaching crap, okay? Just get back here as soon as you can. Got it. Awesome, awesome. We're gonna do this. Uh, I'm gonna pull out my toolkit. Well, I'm wearing my toolkit. I'm going to pull off some Velcro patches and start dismantling what needs dismantled. So, do you want to decouple from forward or from behind? Well, we're gonna have to decouple from both, but I'm gonna start decoupling from the front because that'll slow us down. Got it. Uh, mechanics: one red, two purple, one black for weather conditions. Man. Screw weather conditions, man. I can do this. So one red, two purple. Mm-hmm. Uh, so triumph. I think I get something done. Uh, three successes and okay. There's a couple threat. <laughs> Too strain for the threat. Son of a freaking non-metric you get, you, users. <laughs> you get zapped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is what I get for wearing insulation gloves rather than insulation gloves. <laughs> All right, so you have decoupled it. What do you want to do with the triumph? Trying to, I'm trying to remember the situation of the whole, like how ridiculous is the the path that we're currently on? I mean, it's pretty ridiculous. But if you want to stop it in a very like convenient spot or rush to do what he needs to do, that can be done. Or maybe it's like nestled between some mountain peaks, so the weather conditions die off a bit. That's that's kind of what I was thinking. Maybe there's actually there's like um not a way station, but like that little offshoot that trains have where they need to if they need to make repairs en route. It's just a little platform offshoot, and it automatically deviates to this little nestled protected area. Uh, nice. Okay, cool. So and not it only also have you... automatically decelerates. Okay, cool. So you've engaged some sort of autopilot mechanism for this train car. <laughs> and it follows the pre-programmed protocols and is doing exactly what you said. You hear more uh, ship engines as you see another First Order gunship is landing um, a few cars down and disembarking about five more stormtroopers onto those back cars. They're going to be slowly making their way up towards you. It does not seem to be the same gunship Marina was on. Of course not. It's a little too focused to be housing a Jedi right now. All right, let's go see if I can ditch those back cars before I land or stop. Uh, before you do, you hear or you think you hear someone climbing up the side behind you. 
Well, I, I feel like if you're going to be able to climb the side of this, it's probably going to be either of magnets or something, but... Beside me? Yeah, like to your left. <laughs> I check my hold on my gun, and I start trying to climb back toward my uh, hidey hole. Okay, so you duck down behind this little uh, portion of the top of the train that was functioning as your cover. You hear, uh, should have done more chin-ups. Uh, <laughs> you hear like a flopping sound as if someone managed to pull themselves over the edge. That is not very troopery sounding, but these are oh, rather boy. low quality. Uh, I oh, think I may not have bought the right ticket. Uh, okay, no ticket. No tickets on any of these trains. I'm, go- I'm just going to go look. <laughs> Sitting on the top of the train before you is a Chadra fan. He's the got frick- a large overstuffed backpack. Um, is wearing a coat with sort of brightly colored. I'm thinking like 80s colors, uh, like bright red um, and green stripes, like thick stripes on a puffy blue jacket. Oh, my gosh. Is this Roy? Um, and he's looking through like his data pad, like, uh, you know, like when you're you're trying to look through your email, when you're trying to find the receipt for something. Scrolling madly because you never yeah. delete anything. Right. He's like, now I know I had to buy a ticket somewhere. I kind of get a little closer is... while he's looking like, you know, those things have a search function, right? Yeah. <laughs> he drops his pad and it tumbles over the edge. I grab his collar so he doesn't follow. Ah, oh, darn it. That's uh, the third one I've lost on this trip. I'm sorry about that, but this is a bad place to be. This is not a passenger train. Is there any way you can go back the way you came? Well, uh, I'm starting to really understand that this is not a passenger train. I think that uh, maybe the fella who sold me the tickets wasn't telling the whole truth. I think you may be correct. In the meantime, hi, I'm Kith. Please come hide away in this little uh, hidey hole. I'm going to go decouple the rest of the train. Don't touch anything. Just hide. Oh, uh, hey there, Kiff. My name's Roy. Uh, so Roy, Roy Kalos, uh, sales. I'm, I'm in sales, uh, selling all sorts what of goods. What do you um, sell? Why are you here? No, don't answer. Hide. Oh, Look well, behind I'm, me. I'm not. See, I'm Bad not here news. on a business trip. I'm here to. Uh, Introductions later. To, We're good. Let's go. What? What? <laughs> you push him into the hidey hole. <laughs> Shove. He is uh, like a turtle on his back. The pack is too large for him to really get up. He's sort of struggling in there, so he should be hidden for a minute. Okay, I'm gonna go try and decouple the train, as originally intended. Wondering why the universe is suddenly so full of Chadra fans. Seriously, I see more Chadra fans than Bothans, and we're supposed to get everywhere. (laughs) The stormtroopers are running now. Um, They have to slow down as they get to each uh, cargo train container. But um, they're they're gaining now. You've probably got one round of action before they're going to be at long range. Right. And long range is a time um, is, is something I don't want to really play with. So I'm going to scoot along and try and drop down to the, the coupling. I don't okay. know my range on that. No, you're good. You're there. All right. And I'm going to repeat the process, I hope. Okay. Same deal, except no black because no more weather conditions. I mean, you could give it to me if you want. I'm just going to ignore it anyway. Well, that's true, but... <laughs> this is almost an inverse roll. <laughs> so that's three successes again and an advantage. And um, how would you like to spend your tasty, tasty despair? 
Well, that's a good question. So firstly, you have decoupled it. That is inarguable. Um, yes. Yes, you I have. All, so you have an advantage. Well, um, depending on how you spend your despair, I know how I want to okay. spend my advantage. Because if you okay. spend your despair that the whole train is following the same safety procedure, I would like the advantage to be that there's still a gap between me and the rest of the train. Um, if If that is not how you're spending your despair, I would like the advantage to be that I get to a secure location like i'm not in danger of tumbling or, or being ridiculously exposed right off the bat okay okay all right i know how this is gonna go um mm-hmm. since uh this is a future train it, it seems to have lots of interior autopilots and self uh you know controlling functions the minute you decouple the second link a uh, subroutine within the train's computer goes uh, 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 uh. safety hazard detected now, all personnel should evacuate to the nearest safe train location, unlocking all interior doors. And all of the doors go all along, um, open up, and they are stuck open. The stormtroopers see this and uh, realize they no longer have to run along the roof, and hop down into the train, and now can run much faster through the interior of the train cars towards you. Crap, 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 crap. Um, crap. Okay. Uh, Rush? Rush, buddy. Uh, not a good time, Captain. Woohoo! I wonder if I can fit through here. Oh! Yep, I fit. Oh, wait, three TIE fighters, they can also fit. That's not gonna work. Hold on. Okay. Um, how close is our, our, our landing port space? Uh, like, are we, we almost in the little nestling niche area? Um, probably in the next turn or so you will be settling into there. Okay. So, how far away is the decoupled thing behind me like Um, have i gained some space not enough that you're feeling good about it okay well i believe in safety harnesses so i'm gonna say that i'm clipped to something and i'm gonna lean over the edge i'm gonna try and lob a grenade at the um front attachment of the the train behind me Mm -hmm. like where where the the magic star wars-ness keeps it on the the monorail got it magnets or something mm-hmm. and I would like to make an endeavor to damage that um, are you trying to just slow the momentum or are you trying to actually like disconnect it from the rail I'd mainly like it to stop if it disconnects I'm not deeply fussed I know that they they all pay good money to have their crap on this planet but they're not people I really care about so right not sure let's see would a grenade by itself be enough to do that um, hmm. Give me a mechanics to jury rig a couple grenades together. I can, I can, I, I can do that. I can do if you're interested a control. Or skull dog. Oh, there you go. That'll work. It's like, do I really want to blow my awesome stuff so early? We'll start with contraption and hang on to bad motivator. Okay, so that is three purple, and we're gonna make it awesome for success. Nice. So I have. Uh, one of the magnet clamps that I was using previously for something like it was it was a redundant magnet clamp. I just kind of basically gaffer tape four grenades to that and rig it so that they explode simultaneously and chuck. Boom. The device explodes. The momentum of the device does as intended, uh, ruins the momentum and just brings the thing to a screeching halt, engages some sort of emergency break. Who knows what happened exactly? All you know is that those uh, train cars 
have stopped pretty significantly far back. And when you kind of lean your head around the edge of the car, you can see that you are approaching that little uh, maintenance nook. But it's going to be even like around a bend and stuff. So the stormtroopers aren't going to have a clear shot at you from over there. Okay. I'm going to get back up. I'm going to check on the tourist. And then we're going to find Rush. Uh, and en route, Marina. You uh, look up and you see the previous gunship is like flying towards you, sort of. One of the engines is definitely on fire. Um, and it's going... And then you see her leap out of the side. The rest of the gunship explodes into the side of the mountain. And then she lands all cool Force Jedi-like on the top. Spins her lightsaber shut and then puts it on her belt. Whew, that was a workout. I'm glad you feel like you haven't skipped leg day. Uh, uh, it's nice to know that you can go flying. Whatever. Um, we've got... There's a dude. There's a Chadrafan. There's a freaking Chadrafan on the train with us. He's coming with us. We're, we're separated from there. I'm just waiting for Rush to show up. Hello there. I'm Roy. Hi, Roy. Wait, what? Oh, I don't know. I was just saying hi. I don't know him. Where is Rush, anyway? Um, last I knew fitting through somewhere with TIE Fighters following him because he's trying to lose TIE Fighters by going into a, a tunnel. Which makes no sense, because they're smaller than he is. But I don't ask questions of Rush because I don't enjoy the answers. Time for a couple of dark side points. First, you hear a ship engine above you and you look up, finally relieved that Amp's Revenge is going to finally lower the magnet clamps. And four magnetic clamps do indeed launch down and connect, but when you look up, it's not Amp's Revenge. It is a first order cargo transport. That is one set of dark side points. The other set of dark side point is uh, as you look at the maintenance look ahead, you can see that there are first order stormtroopers lining up over there. There's also a very large intimidating guy wearing a black helmet and mask um, standing there with a cloak. He seems to be their leader. You are unsure who or what he is. Hey, uh, did I get in the middle of some sort of fight or something? i really more of a pacifist. Uh, you know, my wife's in, into the military stuff, but Roy, I never don't. had much st- stomach for it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's not talk about any connections you might have to any military. They're already going to think that you're a spy. Um, no, my wife's may- a spy, you know. Oh, then definitely don't say that, buddy. <laughs> oh, sorry, these, sorry. These are the bad guys. Don't really want to broadcast information like that. Um, I thought the uh, empire was destroyed 20 years ago, 25 years ago. It's a nice dream. It's a nice dream. Uh, uh, these are the runners up. No, that's not right. Well, I like the cosplay. These are the fanboys. We're not going to get into the politics of this. We're just going to let it go. Um, don't say anything. Just don't don't pretend you can't talk. Or just say, hi, I'm Roy from sales. And I'm sure they'll stop listening to you. So yes. you want me to jump on the platform and start slicing? Or you want me to try to cut one of these magnet clamps? Well, we're headed towards the others. So actually, if we can get on the ship and get the ship taking us away from those ahead, that would probably be better. Do you want them to succeed in lifting the cargo? I want us to succeed in lifting the cargo with their ship. Okay, I'll start climbing. Um, as will I, because I can't do anything down here. Uh, the train is starting to approach the main platform. The troopers are taking their, uh, you know, kneeling and, you know, uh, firing positions, essentially. When all of a sudden you hear a boom and an explosion rocks one inside of the platform. Um, you are 
very certain that the the rocket that was launched came from the underside of the container you are currently sitting on. Am I actually asleep? Is this another one of those those hallucinations from that force guy? Because I had dreams about that. You and hear this could more be one of those. <laughs> you hear more like clink 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 clink. This time it definitely sounds more troopery uh, as someone scrambling over the side, and a Mandalorian emerges on the opposite side where Roy emerged, carrying a uh, recently spent missile tube, a rocket pack, a large blaster rifle, all sorts of good stuff. This armor you recognize immediately as the armor of Joria Ordo, Matu's wife, and Joza's mother. Well, one heck of a place for a family reunion. This is awesome. Um, hi. We're all about to die. It's nice to see you again. Uh, we're not gonna die here. I- I'm I'm just glad that you're alive. Uh, if we're completely honest, um, but we'll dwell on that in a few moments. This your team? She says, me- motioning at Roy and Marina. Team tourist. Don't ask. Um, I'm gonna go try and hijack a ship. Good idea. We'll cover you. I uh, start climbing. Marina picks the opposite cable of you and is climbing that side. Three more Mandalorians climb out from behind and start opening fire, exchanging blaster bolts between the stormtroopers and them. You glance down and you see on the platform the man with the dark hood and dark mask and all that darkness ignites the red lightsaber and starts menacingly approaching the edge of the cargo container. It catches Marina's eye. She glances at you like, you know... Mandalorians aren't going to be able to handle that. She lets go, drops back down, ignites her lightsaber, and goes to meet that person. So you're on your own up here, heading towards the top of that uh, cargo grabbing ship. That's that's awesome. Um, can we say that I am on the the cable that would take me toward the front, the control area of the ship? Yep. Give me athletics. Uh, two purple, one black for. Um, nah, just two purple. All right. I'd like to point out that I am, in fact, rolling two yellows for this. Yeah. Because Kith was trained. Daily physical training. Bam. It's a success. With a threat, but it's a success. So I make it up top. Another strain. Dadgummit, I'm going to have to take a nap soon. (laughs) Okay. So when I get there, um, is it, does it have, is it like a landing gear? Like I can go into part of the ship or... Is it coming out from the inside of the ship and they're like cargo bay doors open? Um, if you have light side points to configure that how you like. All right. I'm going to say that it works. Um, it, they're actually trying to take the the transport into the ship. Or, or normally that's how it would work. I don't know size-wise if that's feasible. But it, it basically opened. It's cargo bay doors that are open. Okay, right. So they're not they're not currently cranking it up because I think they're they want to kill you first before they mm-hmm. roll it up, but that door bay door is definitely open. Okay. Um so I will flip for that, as that were. From the right. Everything stays together. Mm-hmm. And what's the manpower on this thing? Sorry, what's the being power on this thing? Uh give me perception, one purple. One purple. To success advantage. Um, the interior of the cargo port only seems to have one technician and a couple of astromech droids. I, droids I'm not fussed about. They're going to stay and do their job. 
The technician, is he focusing on, like, a control panel? He looks kind of bored. Like, he's just waiting for the go-ahead to start lifting the stuff. Okay. Has he noticed me? Nah. All right, so I'm actually going to go into the cockpit without... I'm just going to bypass him. Okay, stealth it. Um... Huh? Sorry, I'm trying to find the... I got to open that stat block. He's bored, so... Uh, it's too purple. You get a blue for his boredom. Awesome. <laughs> Triumph and three success. Yeah, he don't see you. <laughs> uh, for my triumph, can it be that there's actually um, the, the, the doors to the, the front actually have a, an astromech hatch that's just always open? Sure. So I actually get into the cockpit without having to open doors? Mm-hmm. What are the pilot? What's the pilot situation? Hmm. It's yeah. There's probably two pilots in here. They're mostly worrying. They're focusing on trying to keep the ship steady. I mean, the wind stuff is better, but you know they can't just uh, sleep on the job. So they're just trying to keep everything steady. Okay. Um, I would like to do something stupid. I'd like to try and spoof a command to raise the shuttle, the transport. Uh, spoof how? Well, I'm in the cockpit. I figure there's computers all around me. I could probably just jack in and kind of poke around a little bit. Okie doke. Computers. Uh, I'm going to say two purple, one black for security countermeasures. Two purple, one black. That's legit because I'm not computer. Success, three advantage. Okay. It's a simple command. The co-pilot turns around and hits a intercom button and goes, Start raising it, and you hear the as the motors engage to the magnetic lift. If I flip a light side point, can I say that I have Joza's comm number? Not Joza, uh, Juria's comm number? Sure. Uh, I, I, I hop on comms and say, hey, if you're not too busy, this is me getting you guys up here. There's one tech in the back and two pilots. Roger, thanks for the heads up. You hear... The tech is obviously been sniped as uh, they've been lifted up. You hear the telltale sign of uh, Mandalorian rocket pack. <laughs> well, if you want to get ahead of the party. This gets the attention of the co-pilot who gets up, opens the door, um, is immediately grasped by a armored hand and thrown into the back cargo area and onto the ground. The pilot turns pistol in hand, but is shot before he can even level his weapon. You hear another blaster shot behind you as a second Mandalorian lands with their rocket pack. Um, and I look the, up from the ground and say, hi, how you doing? These two Mandalorians just give you a nod and they take the pilot and co-pilot position. Excellent. Um, Marina, Marina, can you disengage safely? So um, you run over to the window. You look down. You can see that all of these stormtroopers on the platform are dead, and she is having a duel with this uh, dark-figured person. Oh, save the galaxy from Jedi melodrama. Um, and as you say that, she does a very hard overhand strike and knocks uh, the other guy's lightsaber down into the ground. She goes, one, two, three, cuts off his hands, cuts him out of the legs, and then chops off his head. And then spins around and uh, very coolly turns off her lightsaber, reaches up to her comm and goes, Sorry, I missed that. What'd you say? 
Just get your butt over here. Hey, Captain! Captain, I shook them! <laughs> Amp's Revenge floats in just below you guys. How's it look? Oh, it's fine. Okay. Um, Juria, were we headed somewhere specific that, that Rush can meet us? Well, we did have a rendezvous point in mind, but uh, we'll transmit coordinates. Just follow us. All right, Rush, you're on tail duty. This is us in the ship, by the way. I should probably tell you that. Please don't try and shoot us. We have control. Oh, wait, does this ship have guns? You didn't tell me this ship had guns. Follow, please. Okay. Marina gets on board Amp's Revenge, and the two ships launch upward. Four weeks, and I didn't tell him that. Four weeks, and he didn't notice that. And now... Oh, so that's oh, your well. ship, hey? Yeah. Oh, Roy, you're still here. I thought you were an hallucination. Um, hi. Uh, like I said, my name is Kith. I'm glad that you're alive. Where can we drop you somewhere safe? Ah, uh, well, you see, uh, I'm trying to get the Kanto bite. Okay. Um, you came a very roundabout way. I well, not think really. You see, uh, you're probably thinking of Kanto bite, the, the pleasure town. No, no, I'm thinking of Kanto bite, the place with the pod racers and the annoying Chad. Oh, God, are you another one of them? Oh, yeah, that, that's where I'm headed. I'm trying to, uh, well, See, my wife is uh, in, in some dire straits, um, and uh, was was not looking good from from the phone call I got from my father-in-law, or well, rather, from my father-in-law's assistant, who called me back after I didn't believe his initial statement. Um, well, anyway, he's he's got my boy, and uh, they're they're on some sort of galaxy-changing adventure, I guess. Um, I don't really Boy Chandler fan and his grandfather. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's him. Um, Click that's... And, and Kaz. Oh, you know them. Or, or you've heard of them anyway. No, we've met. We've met. Yeah, no. Um, he's, he's traveling with a ward of mine as well. Although, not really. Juria, what the heck happened on your planet? I was hoping you were going to tell me the answer to that. Uh, well, you would you, I'll, you start. You start and I'll, I'll fill in a gap, maybe. Or maybe make the gap wider. Let's touch down first. We probably have a lot to catch up on. Hey, uh, Roy? Mm, yeah? When you talked to, I guess, Click, did he say anything about the others he was with? Uh, no, he he doesn't really like me so much. Um, I don't think he ever really approved of me marrying his daughter. No. I'm not really sure why. I just really don't think you're his speed. Daughter. That's okay, buddy. He shrugs, looks around. So what are you going to do with this uh, here uh, Imperial ship? Oh, God. Blow it up. Uh, once we're off of it. Unless you want it, Jiria? Eh, uh, we might take it. Okay, it's all yours. We've already ripped the transponder out of it. Okay. Can I get into the the cargo? Sure. Alright, um, since we're gonna have a little bit of a, a hike, I'm gonna go snoop. Peace out. She goes to snoop. You walk into the cargo container, because remember, the emergency doors were opened. Yeah. Thanks a lot, safety systems. You find all of the crates marked with Dayaway traders, just like you saw them back on the Mandalorian colony. Mm-hmm. Um, they are just there, ready to be opened. All right. I unvelcro a uh, pry bar from my leg, and I pop one open, half expecting to see Wookiee corpses. What you find inside are rows upon rows of sealed jars. How big are these jars? Um, well, they're about the size of a chameleon because in each inside each of these is a monster, a black 
chameleon-shaped, scorpion-like creature with a black carapace, seemingly sitting in suspended animation in these little glass tubes. There are dozens of them inside. All right. Um, same with all of the crates, because I'll just kind of go through and take a nose. Okay, interesting. So you go through and and you crack each of them open, and they are all the same except one. This crate is a lot smaller, um, and it has a BD unit. Have you played Jedi Fallen Order? Yes, I, I know BD. It's, it's my new favorite droid type. He's like Mo, unit. but not. Um, it's, it's just a little chicken guy. He's just so cute. Um, yeah, it's a shutdown BD unit. It's uh, white with green marking on it. I hate to do this to you, buddy. Um, I'm going to pull a restraining bolt out of my pocket and put it on him. You do so? I turn him on. It's it's mainly set so that he cannot escape or attack. It's like it, it limits his range of motion. Okay. Uh, the BD unit looks up, focuses his sensors, looks around, and is like, like, um, hello, who are you? Hey, um, I'm Kith. Who are you? BD93. Hi, BD. Um, what are you doing in a box? I'm waiting for someone. Do you know whom? Hollow projector. Um, it's a picture of Joria. Joria? Cut to surface of Vandor, a mostly empty planet, so finding a place to land is not a big deal. The first order transport and Amp's Revenge have landed. Everyone is gathered inside the cargo area. Joria has removed her helmet. She looks tired, for lack of a better word. Um, stern, focused. Joria is not usually like this. Um, she has a very different view of how Mandalorian should be engaged with the rest of the galaxy. Whereas Matu was pretty staunch traditionalist, um, and maybe even a little bit of an isolationist, Joria really felt that Mandalorians had to take a different role moving forward into the New Republic, um, and was for a time part of the Mandalorian representatives in the Republic at Hosian Prime. Um, so was she, she on that seat at the table? She was for a bit, um, but she kind of got tired of politics and, you know, um, felt like Matu was spending too much time raising Joza and <laughs> felt <laughs> like she needed to have a little more input on that end of it. That explains so, a lot about Joza's current uh, capabilities. Right. <laughs> and so... <laughs> daily physical training in like a little baby walker <laughs> <laughs> so she went back um, but she is still trained in the Mandalorian ways you've just never seen her be so stereotypically Mandalorian before mm-hmm. and it's a little bit scary to be honest well mama bear plus Mandalorian equals dear god no so um you decide that we all need to get caught up in the situation. You tell your half of the story, I suppose, about uh, finding Joza, uh, the strange messages from Matu, etc., etc. Leaving her daughter with a madman. <laughs> Joria listens silently, um, stoically, and then uh, when it's her turn, she's like, two days before the attack, Matu insisted that I go visit my sister. Adamant about it actually and it was really weird because she hates him and he hates her 
That sounds right. But I wasn't going to miss out on the opportunity, so I went. And of course, I came back days later to find everybody gone. And hidden in our dead drop was a message from Matu that told me I needed to be here on Vandor and I need to take this cargo container on this day. Not one word else, not where he was, not where Joseph was, not where anybody was. I was only fortunate to find these three. He will, uh, this, this one over here is uh, Fazu. He can tell you more about what actually happened on the day. Fazu, take a step forward. Well, we were attacked uh, rather suddenly. It was a standard strafing maneuver from a couple of starfighters, and we did our best to repel them using the ground turrets. Then, uh, peculiarly, they landed a shuttlecraft in the middle of the area. Uh, troops moved forward to engage immediately, while civilians were pushed to the further border reaches. I was among the civilians, as part of my duties were to protect them in the event of an attack. Strangely, uh, Master Ordo gave himself up without a fight, boarded the shuttlecraft, and then, even more strangely, everybody just stopped moving, fell unconscious right there. And you did too? No. Uh, when I saw started seeing it happening, I... He looks down at his feet. This dishonors me, but I got on a speeder bike and went as far away as I could. I left the civilians I was supposed to protect behind, and I imagined that they too were captured. From a distance, using macro binoculars, I saw that they, these Wookiees were taking fallen sleeping Mandalorians one by one onto cargo transports and then taken away. They repeated this process until... Everyone in the city was gone, save for myself and my two compatriots here. All right, I won't tell you to not feel bad about it because I know how y'all work. Uh, but thank you. <laughs> um, it's it's good to have. I can't say clarity because that's exactly what Joseph saw, uh, except for the part where she was left behind, and we found out that all of it was fake because it was all a hallucination, except for apparently being put to sleep and stolen. Hmm. Yeah, that part doesn't make a lot of sense either. If Joseph survived, where was she during that time? Doesn't make any sense. Time out real quick. She was asleep at that point because of the bug, right? It's difficult to say. The timelines don't really match up, although that's a pretty good theory. Right. Um, I'll make, make mention of that theory. Um, so Matu saw this coming. What he saw entirely, I don't know, but he got me this stupid message. Uh, the boxes that he made me make. I'm offended by this, but that was weeks ago. Anywho. Um, Kiff, it is the utmost importance to me to find my husband so that I can kill him myself. Believe me. Oh, let me punch him first. Fine. That's a fair request and I will honor it. Thank you. Um, 93, BD, what do you want to be called? Whatever you like. I'm not picky. I, um... Can I call you Steve? Why not? Wow. Um, he doesn't really look like a Steve. Uh, more like a, uh, hmm, more, maybe he looks kind of like a chicken. Uh, maybe Chicky? Oh, uh, sounds a little too lounge singery for me. Uh, you know, uh, Rooster Droid? Uh, what about Ben? Scratchy Bot? Boo. Cluckers? <laughs> Just call him Click. <laughs> that would get up his nose so far. <laughs> I'm going to go with Kevin. You cool with that? And then he kind of leans towards you like restraining bolt. Kevin, do you promise not to try and eat us? 
Wee wee. He nods. Wee. He runs up a bunch of crates and then goes. Hello, is this thing working? <sighs> Are you sure you're recording? Okay, all right, don't be offended. I did buy you secondhand. Okay, don't know if you're working. I don't know how to check if you're working. I'm just going to assume that you're working. I offered to teach him. I offered to teach him. All right, um, Joria, Kif, if you're seeing this, then things are going according to plan. That's great. You're both probably very upset with me. <laughs> I'm willing to uh, handle that. That's great. Perfect. Um, hopefully... The, uh, you've brought some friends, a little bit of firepower, a um, little bit of know-how, because I need you to do something really important, and it's very important for the safety of Joza and the Mandalorians and uh, maybe the whole galaxy as we know it. Uh, if um, if I was right, you were attacked by First Order, um, and that means they have one of their Star Destroyers in orbit, and they oh. have something really important on there. Um, some artifacts from Emperor Palpatine. What? So what you gotta do is get them. Yep, you gotta sneak on there, get those artifacts off, and then what you do with them, I'm actually not exactly sure. That part is a little hazy, but I'm sure you'll think of something to do with it once you get them. Alright! Okay, great. Uh, these, these messages are really awkward to make. Oh boy. Okay, um... I love you, Joria. Kif, uh, thanks for taking care of Joza. Um, I think, all right, that, that's it for now. Oh, uh, enjoy the droid. It's supposed to be a pretty good slicer or something. At least that's what the guy who told me said. Anyway, um, bye. Okay. I'm going to punch him in the head. Yep, that's the plan. Well, on the plus side, we have a first order ship. A uh, question. <laughs> Rush is raising two hands. Hey, Rush, what's up? Um... Did I hear the crazy Mandalorian right saying that we need to sneak aboard a Star Destroyer? Yep. And guess what? What? We're gonna do it. Uh, I knew you were gonna say that. Hey. Hot shot, Rush. Okay, but can, can I just say that I fought Star Destroyers and they are not to be trifled with? We're not fighting them. We're joining them. No, oh, like a like, like a get your foot in the door sort of thing. A uh, whole switching roo, oh, a bait and switcher, a uh, little uh, subterfugery. That is exactly the case, Roy. Is there somewhere I can drop you that's safe? Oh, uh, well, you know, as I said, I'm trying to get the Kanto bite. Um, looks like you're kind of busy, uh, so I don't mind uh, just you know uh, finding finding myself a nice quiet quarter and um, pop a squat until uh, the whole thing kind of blows over. Oh, I, I can help out if you need. Um, pretty good at wheeling dealing. Get you a good deal, or uh, you know, uh, fast talk my way through something. Or uh, you, know uh, what, you know what, Roy? I'm, that could be very helpful. We'll keep that in mind. Okay, great, great. I will be over there if you need me. Yeah, you go take a load off. Um, there's snacks in the mini fridge. He runs off to the uh, Amps Revenge to look for said snacks. Hey, don't eat the candy. That's mine. Mm-hmm. Joria looks around. So, four Mandalorians, one ex-operative, a Jedi. This, uh, how's your pilot? He's pretty okay. Pat, Pat. I'm more than pretty okay. I'm decorated war ace. Take the understatement. I'll take it. What's with the Chadra fan? I, he's, clicks, 
son-in-law? Yeah, but why, how does he relate to this? Why'd you bring him? I didn't bring him. He appeared, well, to to be fair, like them. You mean he just coincidentally was just here? I'm still having a hard time following the logic as to why you let Joza stay with these people that you seem to have so little faith in. And so here's the thing. Have you ever met somebody that's a complete idiot, but has the luck of the devil? Yes, I married him. Exactly. This is another one of them. <sighs> Actually, it's two of them, with a very capable Mandalorian in tow, a uh, fairly on-top-of-things Toydarian, and a droid that I'm pretty sure could rule the galaxy if he put his mind to it. Well, you are her godmother, and so I will respect your decision. Hopefully she doesn't end up dead. Uh, well, yes, that would be my hope as well, and since I've been doing remarkably stupid things independently, it, it seems like she's about as safe wherever she is than with me. I guess that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Um... We need to find a way to get one of these little critters to Contabite. Well, I would say let's just put him on your ship. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really comfortable with that. Let me go get a really good box. And then I, <laughs> I vote we kill the rest of them. Oh, I see. Keep one, burn the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fortunately, Fazu is a flame, flame projector. That does it for the first half of Kif's latest interlude. Um, again, a huge thanks to Leslie. You can find her playing a Silhouette Zero sized character on Season 3 of Heroes of the Hiding Way, airing right now. You can also hear the hip-hop theme song I made for it at uh, thehidingway.com. In the meantime, there's a lot going on at patreon.com slash silzero with lots of new content sprouting up over there, so uh, go and check that out. I'd love to double the number of patrons we have. That would make a huge difference for us. So go and check it out. See if, uh, you know, we got anything cool for you. And I guess if you're really looking for more of my content, I've been writing a Persona 4 slash Persona 5 crossover fanfic on Archive of Our Own. Uh, the concept is what if Nanako was a phantom thief? If you like those games, check it out. I'm having a lot of fun making it. Um, just search for Chris Ng, all one word. You can also contact us on Twitter at SilZeroChris and at SilZeroMatt, that's S-I-L-Z-E-R-O-M-A-T-T, and at Ing Daydreams for my personal account. And until next time, may the Force be with you. <laughs>